MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is uh, Wednesday, June the 21st, um, and we are here to handicap a little, what, eight-game card, I think, um, of MLB action for June the 22nd, even though in the introduction, I think I said June the 23rd, um, I was on a great run of getting the date right before then, though, so, I mean, you've got to cut me some slack. Uh, it's a three-man show tonight with a bit of a special guest as well, so exciting times. First up from Houston, Texas, um, Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, hello. Well, even the ace uh, winning streak had to come to an end sometime, so yours, yours ends right there with the date, uh, with you getting the date wrong. But, hey, uh, glad to be here with you boys. Uh, the day always goes by faster, Mal. We have day baseball going on like we do today. And there was, I want to say the game started an hour earlier as well. I'm usually used to like around 12 o'clock my time, but they started like around, I want to say like 11 30, 11, a little around 11 30 my time. But nonetheless, uh, I know, like you mentioned, eight game card on Thursdays as it usually is, but uh, excited to be here and then dig it into with you boys. Yeah, we're going to get to the day spoil in a minute because there was lots of it. Um, it was perfect for me. I have had a lovely, what, five hours now. Um, I have not moved off my arse uh, watching all those games, so it's been outstanding. Um, and our um, third uh, host this evening, uh, you may know him from the MLS Gambling Podcast, amongst other things, um, is Mr. Jacob Reb. Jacob, good evening. How are you? Hello, hello. I am uh, really excited to be on the ML- uh, MLB podcast. I've been like dying to come on the show, so I am uh, stoked, ready to be here. Um, just tell us briefly then, you, you obviously work at the at the network and I know you do the MLS show, but you've been doing some baseball stuff, some baseball articles on the website as well, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. I have been crushing the yes or no run in the first inning. Um, you know, they say it's six outs to glory and, uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of it lately. I'm on a current four, four game win streak. Um, you know, there are some teams in the league that are just printing money right now in the first inning. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying to take advantage of that. I'll have a bonus one of those for you for tonight's picks. And, uh, yeah, you can always follow me on uh, Twitter at um, Pick Management. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's nice to have you. Uh, look forward to uh, getting your analysis on some of these games. Um, the chat is buzzing as always. TVDBJ really wants to keep this streak of being first in going. Uh, he's unbeatable. Um, he must be on eight or nine in a row. I'm going to have to start writing this down. Evening, Trev. How you doing? Captain Sano joins. Kaysen is in. Uh, Shaq as well. And Randy. So all the usual suspects. Um, talking about crushing things, though. I had to cut these games this afternoon, as I always do. About 2pm, so before um, any of today's days for start. And, th- and what I've got written on the top of my pad here, it says I'm struggling so far this week. I was a... I was about six games under 500, um, really not feeling it. And then the day's ball starts, and we have um, what happened today? Uh, Arizona, Washington. Um, sorry, they're today's games. 
Arizona and together. the Brewers. Did you have Dallas Arizona and the Brewers? Yeah, Arizona on the run line. Tick. We have Detroit over the Kansas City Royals, where the pick was uh, Detroit and the over, which was a tick. We have the Cubs beat the Pirates, where the pick was the over and the ladder uh, over eight and a half. That finished eight three, up to eleven. Tick. Cincinnati on the run line. Tick. The Blue Jays on the money line. Tick. Tampa Bay, Baltimore, overs, tick. And Houston, first five total. Um, as big a tick as you like, because they've scored about 300 runs in that one. Uh, so, having written down, I'm struggling so far this week. I'm now sitting on seven for seven for the day. Um, so, it just goes to show it. Uh, you're only one day away from turning it around uh, in a little bit of glory. But, yeah, I've enjoyed the day's ball. It's been kind to me. It's been a fun watch as well. That Mets-Houston game, I struggled to tear myself away in the last few minutes. Houston lead that nine to eight. Uh, in the seventh inning. So we'll see how that goes. And St. Louis, Washington is live as well as we speak. But tomorrow is more days fall, man. What's not the like about any of this? Uh, we will start with a 105 Eastern first pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Washington Nationals. Tommy Henry, left-handed pitcher, goes for Arizona. And Cole Irvin will take the ball for Washington, who are a plus 145 home puppy. Arizona minus 163, total set at eight and a half. Uh, Tommy Henry, six and five on the year, 498 ERA. Last three starts have not been great. Um, however, Arizona have won them all uh, due to this tremendous run support that all of their rotation gets pretty much. Um, his last road start was at Washington, uh, where he pitches tomorrow. He went four and a third, gave up five hits and three walks, five earned runs, including two home runs. Um, he's, his forward starts this year, he's given up two, four, four and five. So the profile there is trending towards runs. Irving is one and three on the year with a 766 ERA. Kind of tells you everything you need to know. He's impossible to trust. 638 in his last five games. Um, Washington are on kind of a down part of their cycle as well. The, occasionally the season being competitive, but at the minute looking a little bit less. So any type of runs I've got here, anything that's got the word over in it, if you want to bet it, that would be my advice. I've got the over, I've got the first five over, I've got um, Arizona team total with a little picture of a ladder next to it. I've got the Washington team, Washington team total. So any one of them uh, or all of them feeling a bit frisky, but yeah, runs, runs, runs for me, Muna. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that Diamondbacks right now are playing some great baseball. Uh, Tommy Henry coming off of a great start for the uh, Diamondbacks after two starts he had against NL East teams in the Phillies and the Nationals where he allowed five earned runs and just about four and a third innings pitch. But um, Diamondbacks are hot right now, man. I think this is a team I, like the Reds right now. This is a team that's streaking right now. Uh, that's a team that you do want to back. But again, Jake Irvin has been a guy that I've been fading all season long. He had a great start in his last start against the Marlins. But unfortunately for the Nationals, they did drop that game as well. The last five games that Irvin has started for the Nationals, the Nationals have lost uh, all five of those games by at least two runs. So I think Tommy Henry can go along uh, well here. And I think the bats are going to be able to get to Jake Irvin as well. I would look at the Diamondbacks uh, team totals to go over here. And also I would uh, be on the Diamondbacks minus one and a half at even money right now. 
Okay, so Munaf likes the snakes and the runs angle as well. Jacob, okay, here's your big moment. What have you got? Uh, yeah, I am right on board with you with the over in this one. The last three games between these two te- uh, teams have averaged about 13 runs. Um, so uh, definitely runs uh, in, is looking good for uh, for this for this game and, uh, and I also like Arizona money line. Um, I'm not quite sure about the minus one and a half just because um, I am worried about, you know, so many runs and sometimes things can get crazy. Um, Arizona's played a, a lot of games in a row right now. So, um, you know, and they had a long day today. So, you know, with the, the travel and whatnot for tomorrow's game, um, I, uh, yeah, I think um, I'm going to stay away from the one and a half, but I still like them to win. Um, the uh, the YouTube chat appears to be a little bit. Uh, I don't know if they're impressed or unimpressed with my outfit. Apparently, um, uh, I knew Jake yeah, was coming on, so I smartened myself up a little bit. I went for the M M&M and M look, Moon. So you are uh, Doctor Dre this evening. Um, with, yeah, and sitting in our bird dog shorts, um, looking good and feeling good. Stretch khaki shorts is like the fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a two inch sculpted look. Um, they fit way better than your regular shorts. You'd get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dog uses the anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. Uh, so go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter the promo code pool. That's P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. And you will not want to take your bird dogs off. 105 Eastern first pitch is the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Elder starts for Atlanta in Taiwan Walker for Philadelphia. The Braves are minus 130 favourites with Philly at plus 110 and a total of nine and a half. Uh, Bryce Elder, five and one on the year with a 260 ERA. He got a good start last time against Colorado and he needed it because... There's been quite a lot of question marks. I've mentioned it a few times on the show. There was a, like, it comes out with the fantasy community a lot that um, there was question marks about his underlying metrics didn't really match up with how well he'd been going or how well his results said he'd been going. Um, And it looked like that was kind of well-founded because he had five earned run and four earned run starts um, against Washington and New York before that start against Colorado. Um, However, Colorado, awful. So I'm kind of happy to go with the fade still of Elder. I'm happy to still go with these question marks. Uh, Taiwan Walker has had three great starts in a row, um, not giving up any dingers in that time, which has been key for him. And I'm happy to give him a go here. I um, mean, 7-3 and three on the year. I think Philly are live at plus money at home. Uh, plus 110, I'll be taking Taiwan Walker and the Phils. Um, Jacob, uh, what do you think about this one tomorrow? Uh, for sure. You know, uh, Philly has been playing great. Uh, winners of six out of the last seven, uh, five out of the last seven at home. Um, they've been scoring a lot of runs. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think they get to, um, I think they get to Atlanta here. Uh, you know, I understand Atlanta has been playing uh, well, scoring a lot of runs in the last few games. Um, but, you know, I, I just like, um, I like Philly. I like Philly's pitching here. Um, they're averaging 4.41 runs per game. Um, you know, they're ninth in the league overall batting average. Kyle Schwarber is just like seven runs, seven home runs behind um, the home run lead right now. So the team is just kind of, you know, you know, 
uh, running on all cylinders right now. Um, and in his last start, Walker gave up seven hits and one run in eight innings. So, you know, he played a pretty full game and, um, you know, that kind of arm saves, you know, the bullpen and, um, you know, getting deep into a game against Atlanta is going to be a good look for Philly. So, um, yeah, I like Philly here a lot. Muna. I'm going to go with the Braves here. I think this is a team that I can't get away from. Uh, they've made me a lot of money over the last several weeks, uh, just back in their run line, and, and their offense has been really hot right now. Um, I know last night or on, on Tuesday night, they only put up four runs, but I think they still cover the run line, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Bryce Elder, yeah, he's he's the numbers look pretty good for him, but he's been really good on the road as well, right? He's 3-0 with a 1.76 ERA on the road. Um, he's faced, I guess you could say he hasn't faced the greatest offenses. It's been the Royals, the Cardinals, the Marlins, the Blue Jays. Okay. And then yeah, I think the, oh yeah, Oakland was the other team. So Taiwan Walker, I feel like this is going to be the game where you expect, you know, he's been going along very well, but he's just going to blow up in your face. And I think that him going up against a potent offense here, like the Braves, um, I'm going to stick with the Braves here. I like them on the run line here as well. Um, minus one and a half at plus one twenty five. Uh, I'll take the Atlanta Braves here over the Phillies. Okay, so Munaf goes against myself and Jacob. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, I was going to ask you both about the worst call I've ever seen last night, that play of the plate in the Texas game, the catcher uh, blocking the base running path. Um, either of you seen that? Was it as yeah. bad as I thought it was? Because I'm still saying that I've only seen it on Twitter and I'm kind of scratching my head wondering if I've missed something because the ump's got it right, but... There's a bloke somewhere watching the telly who's decided that they've got that wrong, which is like absolutely mind blowing. Well, I mean, talk me through that, Muna. I mean, there's not much more to expand on. I think you you mentioned it. I know it, it was trending on Twitter last night. Um, I think even even the Chicago uh, announcers were appalled by the call that that it went in their favor. Um, but and again, it's another case of the ump show. You know, we we see it on the daily that some of these umpires are just making mind blowing calls, and it was just another one for or that worked in the favor of the Chicago White Sox. But I agree with you; it's one of the more uh, probably the worst call that we've seen at least uh, thus far this season uh, in the MLB. Yeah, it was impressively bad. I mean, it, uh, like I say, it was just the fact that someone sat and watched that back. But even if you do, so, I don't know if you saw the video, the angle that is from the outfield, which makes it look even worse. <laughs> more, the more you watch it, it's like, yeah. I'd love the blue to come out and explain that. Just just come out. Can you tell us what you saw? Um, yeah, it was incredible. Like, uh, But that sort of shit can cost you a postseason spot or something. You know, uh, We laugh about it, but uh, yeah. it doesn't really affect me either way. I just thought it, if I was a supporter of those teams, we have, we have VAR in this country for the football and it's no. absolutely shocking. Um, so I understand the frustration. Uh, one ten Eastern first pitch is the Oakland Athletics at the Cleveland Guardians. Two left-handed pitches go in this one. We have J.P. Sears for Oakland, and we have Logan Allen going for Cleveland, plus 150 on the A's, minus 180 on the Guardians, with a total of 7.5. Jacob, lead us off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Oakland, uh, you know, since their seven-game win streak have gone back to being ice cold. Uh, they've lost six straight since then. Right now, uh, they are bottom of the barrel in baseball. Um, it doesn't get much worse than um, the Oakland A's. Uh, they rank 30th in runs per game, 30th in average per game, uh, 30th in on-base percentage, 
they rank 23rd in total home runs. Seven, uh, the only thing that they have going for them, I'll say, uh, they're third in stolen bases. So uh, that's about it. But uh, they have a terrible um, pitching staff that ranks 30th in the league. Um, you know, just just bad. Um, JP Sears doesn't help much to begin with. Um, and Cleveland is looking to claim the AL Central this year. So, um, you know, they are doing their best to play quality baseball. Um, and I think, um, you know, they have a gift here to, uh, you know, take on this uh, A's team um, and shut down, uh, yeah, and get to JP Sears. So, uh, yeah, I am uh, all over Cleveland here. Probably to take Cleveland on the run line. Uh, Cleveland run line then for Jacob Moon after the green. Yeah, you have two teams here with uh, starting pitchers that are left-handed. If you kind of take a look at the batting splits for um, both of these teams against left-handed pitching, I should say they're both bottom five in a lot of the offensive statistical categories, which is kind of why it tells you that the total is eight in this game. Um, Logan Allen, at least at home, um, has been okay. He's one and one, but he does have a 4.50 ERA. But five of those earned runs came against the Houston Astros, which we know are one of the better offenses in the league. Uh, but other than that, he's been pretty solid at home for the Cleveland Guardians. Um, I do like the under in this game. I, or if you want to take Oakland A's team total under again, like I mentioned, they're pretty much bottoms in the league against left handed pitching. We talked a lot about that. If the Guardians or any team, you know, want to make a playoff push, uh, whether that's within their division or or for a wild card spot, like these are the type of teams that you need to beat. Which is Oakland A's. So um, I could only look at the Guardians here, money line or run line. Like Jacob said, I think you know either way. I think that the uh, Guardians should win in a like a four one four two type of ball game here. So I'm with the Guardians. I'm. I kind of went the other way here. My selection is going to be um, Oakland on the first five. Um, Allen suddenly ran into um, a few problems having coasted through um, his early appearances in the big leagues. Um, and JPC has been really, really good for Oakland. Now, Oakland are uh, back on the skids after um, that weird little revival that they had. But as I explained last night, Cleveland will keep you in the game because they don't score enough runs. Yeah. So if Sears can keep them down to one or two or zero, possibly, through the first five, then Oakland are going to have a chance because one swing of a bat um, could give you a win here. So first five line would be, what, plus 125, plus 130, something like that. I just think because it, it's going to be so... It, it has to be close. I can't see another alternative than this being in a one run First five. Um, so at that point, I think you have to take um, the, the bigger price and you have to take Oakland. They very possibly could blow up and Cleveland come back and win it. Um, but I'd rather take um, JPCS um, on the first five as my pick in that one. Next up is a 110 Eastern first pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins. This is one of two games that we have off the board at the moment. Uh, no pitcher for Boston listed all day. I haven't seen one either. Normally get a little hint of who it might be, but um, haven't seen that. Joe Ryan uh, will start for uh, Minnesota. Um, but Moonaf, do you have any any much more on this one? No. Uh, obviously, you know, like you mentioned, no lines for this game without the Boston pitcher. But uh, Joe Ryan has regressed. Again, I, I, I think we should mention that, that he was off to a fantastic start 
within his first, I can think what uh, six to seven starts uh, for the Minnesota Twins, but he's allowed a total of I think sixteen earned runs over his last four starts um, to the opposition. He's faced the Astros, he faced the Toronto Blue Jays, but his last start was really the head shaker for me, where he gave up six earned runs to the Toronto. Uh, Sorry, to the uh, Detroit Tigers in seven innings pitch. But um, the Boston Red Sox offense is hot right now. Again, depending on who does start this game, I may be just looking at the Red Sox. They've been taking care of business over the last couple games here. And again, they've done it against the Minnesota Twins as well. So uh, depending on who is pitching for the Red Sox, um, I think I'll lean towards the Red Sox. And maybe I think Red Sox continue to have success against Joe Ryan, who's kind of been in a slump over his last four to five games. Um, Keaton just put in the chat that we, we're seeing. Um, he's seeing uh, B. Walter, uh, left-handed pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. I quickly tried to pull up stat news there. Well, I've got the pitching stats here for uh, Walter Johnson. So if you want to know how he went in 1907, uh, oh, I can God. fill you in on that. But <laughs> if that's no use to you, um, it wouldn't be surprised if he was pitching for the A's, uh, rolling out a 105-year-old pitcher. Uh, but not for Boston. So I might try and drag that up. Um, Jacob, um, Boston against Minnesota tomorrow? Yeah, sure. I will tell you for uh, the Brandon Walter, he is not a very good pitcher. He has not started a major league game yet. He's got like a 6.28 ERA uh, with a 1.65 whip right now in uh, AAA ball. So, um, But yeah, he is apparently uh, per Chris Cotillo of the Springfield Republican. Uh, newspaper from my city, uh, basically. So, yeah, that's what we're looking at for tomorrow, uh, which means I might be leaning Minnesota. And if that's the case and uh, we see a guy on his first uh, trip to the mound, especially with these kind of stats and AAA ball, I might be looking at like a Minnesota team total uh, and, a, and a Minnesota money line or run line, depending on what it is. Um, I'll probably be looking at the over for the game as well. Yeah, I've got obviously nothing on this at all. Um, right. What yeah, I want is... Sorry, Sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I was going to say, kind of a crapshoot right now, not knowing, um, you know, too much detail about who uh, we have going tomorrow. So, yeah, I came into this game. You, when you, when I write them out, you, your instinct tells you that you want Boston. Uh, they scored. They've scored fifty runs in the last six games. Minnesota struggling a bit. Lost eleven of sixteen. Um, Joe Ryan, the presence of Joe Ryan doesn't scare me particularly for this. So I wanted to come into this to take Boston and any kind of name on the mound would do it for you. Um, literally, I've seen this news for Walter just as we speak, so I've got nothing else uh, on that one at all. And we'll probably leave it, um, maintain a watching brief uh, on that one. Unfortunately, a bit of a shame because I thought that would be a good spot uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Um, we will move on um, once I've let you know all about... Uh, underdog Fantasy. Um, Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Underdog Fantasy has given away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and college baseball player props. Loads of ways to win on Underdog and is active in plenty of states too. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. 3.45 Eastern Time. First pitch is the San Diego Padres at the San Francisco Giants. Two lefties again. Um, Blake Snell 
for San Diego and Alex Wood for San Francisco. Minus 120 on the Padres, even money. Plus 100 on the Giants. Uh, total is set at 8.5. Blake Snell, 3-6 and six on the year. 3.48 um, ERA. Going really well lately. His last five innings, uh, 30... Sorry, his last five starts, 30 innings pitched, 14 hits and two earned runs. Um, I have got in brackets here that he's walked 13 batters uh, in that time. So the walk props are always live with Blake Stell, we know this. Um, and his last two starts, he's uh, struck out 12 in each start as well. Um, so if you want a K-prop, if his arm's not falling off after that, then I wouldn't put you off. I'm happy to trust Snell in this situation. He's been going along really nicely. Um, Alex Wood was good. That rhymes unintentionally. Uh, he's two and one on the year, four eleven ERA. He was good against the Dodgers last time, um, but his overall numbers are kind of inconsistent. The Padres are in thirty points better against left-handed pitching over right-handed pitching. The Giants run a nine-game winning streak, but I think the Padres are getting right, um, and I think they'll win this. Uh, Padres at minus one twenty moon after me. Yeah, the bats are starting to go uh, a little bit for the Padres. And like you mentioned, that they are better against left-handed pitching than they are against uh, right-handed pitching. Um, Blake Snell, like you mentioned, has, has been really good over the last two starts. I'm trying to find out how he's done against the Giants uh, since he's joined the uh, Padres. Give me a second here so I can find it. So um since 2021 as a pitcher for the Padres he's three and one with a 2.51 ERA 46 strikeouts and six appearances against the Giants uh last season he did have three starts against the Giants uh where he did go two and one with a 1.02 ERA in 27 strikeouts and that's been had at least eight strikeouts in each of those three starts for the uh, San Francisco Giants. And also the Giants, like you mentioned, the strikeout prop there, uh, Mal, the Giants are number five this season in team strikeout percentage um, against left-handed pitching, which is, uh, I should say, the fifth highest uh, against left-handed pitching. So I think you're spot on with the Blake Snell strikeout prop. So I'm going to leave with the Padres here. Um, I like the way the bats have turned it around. I know we called them out a little bit over the last couple of weeks um, and starting to get going here. I don't trust Alex Wood. I think crazy that may sound that Blake Snell may be the better pitcher of these two. Uh, I'm going to go with the Padres here, uh, minus 120 on the money line. Don't like it when you agree with me, Moonaf. It unsettles me. Uh, Jacob, yeah. is, it, is it a team ride on San Diego? Oh, you won Jacob, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I got it. Uh, yeah, that's I, felt I, trouble usually. I am, uh, I am on the Padres train with you guys. I really like Blake Snell. Uh, I really like his uh, uh, shutdown performances against uh, San Francisco last season. Munaf, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I literally had that stat sheet written down in front of me for, for this game. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think that they will get to uh, – and, and I do. I, I think the uh, the Padres' um, offense will definitely get to Alex Wood in this game. Maybe uh, not tear him up, but uh, they'll do enough. Okay, next up, 640. Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Tampa Bay Rays. I now have um, Jose Cuas, Quas. Um, C-U-A-S, no idea how we're pronouncing that. Jose Cuas uh, for the Kansas City Royals, which is uh, news to me. I've only seen this in the last five minutes. And left-handed pitcher Shane McClanahan goes for Tampa Bay Rays. No lines on this. Um, 
Mike Myers was the pitcher I had slated for Kansas City. Um, so, yeah, very little information on this one. Uh, Munaf, do you know more than me? Uh, I'm seeing Brad Keller tomorrow for the for the Royals. Okay. I've got QS now is confirmed, by the way, by Kansas okay. City. So I have well, either uh, well, yeah, that's I think what the option might be, Moonaf, is um, QS is, goes one inning, so it could very well be an opener situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they might just try putting Keller in after him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, as your long reliever, so that that's one way of doing it. In fact, as well as a, it's either a bullpen day or an opener day. What it looks like to me is a surrender day, possibly for Kansas City Royals, that they're just not even bothering with this one, um, and they'll move on, give everyone a rest, and come back the day after. But yeah, that's the option. Um, sorry, Moon, if I let you carry on. No, I mean, this one's pretty simple. Um, it's Shane McClanahan at home here. He's just having a side on caliber year so far for the Tampa Bay Rays. At home, 5-0 and with a 1.64 ERA, 44 innings pitch. He's only allowed eight earned runs in that span, 53 strikeouts uh, in those uh, starts for Shane McClanahan. Against left-handed pitching thus far this season, the Kansas City Royals um, are number eight in team strikeout percentage, the eighth highest. WRC plus they are number 26 team batting average. They are number 21 Um, slugging percentage against left-handed pitching number 23 and then OPS against left-handed pitching. They are number 23. So they're well below league average in most offensive categories here. I think this is a smash spot here for the, um, for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to lay it on the run line minus one and a half minus minus one ten with Shane McClanahan on the mound. I think this should be a dominant performance by him. Um, I would not be shocked if he goes at least seven innings in this start for the um, for the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm all over the Rays here, Mal. That's an unbelievable price for minus one and a half. Um, we yeah. put up our picks in uh, tally site every day, and very, very occasionally um, you'll see the run line pop up at minus two and a half. When you say I have like a minus 300 favorite, the run line goes yeah. to two and a half. And I thought they have it this down at minus three and a half. I thought this could be our first ever minus three and a half run line. But if you're telling me the minus one and a half is that price, um, that's like finding money in the street in this situation. Uh, Jacob, is there any other way that you can dress this game up? Uh, maybe take a look at uh, Royals' first five under. Um, that might be a play here. You yeah. Know, uh, they, yeah, love it. You know, that, you know, with Shane McClanahan being so dominant and this Royals offense being just dreadful, um, that's definitely something I'm going to take a look at. But otherwise, yeah, keep it simple. Raise minus one and a half. I'm on it. The penultimate game on the show this evening is the 6-4 Eastern first pitch. Well done, Muna. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Miami Marlins where Mitch Keller goes for Pittsburgh and left-handed pitch to Braxton Garrett goes for Miami, who are a minus 125 home favourite. Pittsburgh on the road, a plus 105 with a total of seven and a half. Jacob, you like the sound of this one. What do you like about it? Uh, well, I am a Pirates fan. For those that don't know, I am a Pittsburgh guy uh, across the board. Penguins, Steelers, Pirates. But, uh, you know, it's another unfortunate year for the Pirates. Uh, and that's going to help us lean towards my bonus play for tonight. Uh, I'm going to be on no run in the first inning uh, for this game. Miami is just the best team in baseball for uh, no run scored in the first inning. Um, they're on, a, uh, even though right now they're five and five, they got 50 and 23 on the season uh, for no runs scored in the first wow. inning. That's a 68% mark, which is like really just 
so that's uh, I mean, like in, in baseball right now, I, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen a run like that for the first inning. Um, and the Pirates, um, kind of the opposite, thirty and forty-one. But that's mainly because their pitching gives up runs. Luckily for us, uh, even though Miami has been playing better, um, they just their top of their lineup just doesn't score in the first inning. Uh, it just doesn't happen. So that's going to be my bonus play for this. Uh, my other play uh, is I'm probably going to be on uh, the game over here. Um, you know, Mitch Keller, um, you know, his last three starts, um, he's given up four or five and, uh, one run. Um, and he, you know, to not the greatest offensive teams, um, uh, Braxton Garrett, he's performed a little bit better, but, um, same thing, you know, um, he has given up some runs and I think seven and a half is just a little bit too low here. Okie doke. Uh, moving off Pittsburgh, Miami. Yeah, I know Mitch Keller had gone off to a great start uh, during the regular, or at the beginning of the season, I should say, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But uh, like Jacob mentioned, he's kind of regressed over his last five starts, where he's allowed at least four earned runs in four of his last five starts for the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates. Um, a lot of those games have trended towards going over. If you take a look against the Mariners, eleven to six against the uh, Giants, nine to four, eleven two against the Oakland A's. Um, didn't get much run support over his last two games, which was against the Brewers and the Mets, but. Um, I think that if you want to maybe take a look at the Marlins team total to go over in this game, um, I think that's worth a look. Um, Braxton Garrett has been doing pretty well at home this season. Hasn't been uh, doing very well, though. One and one with a 6.35. Overall, his numbers are pretty solid, but he does get in trouble in Miami uh, for whatever reason. Uh, his last two starts were on the road, but his previous start at home was against the Kansas City Royals where he did allow four earned runs in just five innings pitched uh, to the Royals there. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't talk you off the over like Jacob mentioned, um, but I'll probably be on the uh, Miami Marlins here, uh, Miami Marlins team total for me as well. Um, the first thing that uh, stood out when I looked at this game was that uh, Kenneth's got eight wins. to his name. I have no idea yeah. how he's got that. If you just look around the board today, <laughs> uh, Joe Ryan's got seven. Snell three wood two, Bryce Elder five, and uh, Keller sitting there with eight uh, next to his little thumbnail picture with a big smile on his face. So yeah, that was a bit of a, a bit of an odd stat. Um, his last five games have been terrible. His whips up near one and a half, and he gives up home runs, which is a terrible combination. Um, Pittsburgh have lost nine, uh, ten now actually after today, and you can't oppose the pirate streak, whichever way it is. If they're winning, back up the win. The lose and back them to lose. We've noted this week that they're a really streaky team. Um, Garrett's home form is patchy, as Moonaf points out, but he does have more good starts than bad ones. Um, Miami are playing well. Miami's home record was a key uh, piece of info for me here as well. 22 and 14 at home. Um, that's kind of snuck along unnoticed. Uh, Miami looked like a really good play here for me. I love this price, uh, minus 125 on the money line uh, for the Marlins. Finally, we have a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the New York Yankees. Brian Wu goes for Seattle and Domingo Herman for New York. Uh, even money uh, for the Mariners with Wu and Herman and the Yankees are minus 120. With a total of eight. Munaf, finish us off with a winner. What have you got? Yeah, Brian Wu gets his fourth start of the year for the Seattle Mariners. I know his first start, he was kind of thrown into the fire uh, against the Texas Rangers where they blasted him for six earned runs. 
um, in the first two innings. I mean, you can't really blame him when you're going up against one of the best offenses, not the best offense uh, in, t- uh, in the entire MLB. But his last two starts, he's been actually pretty good for the Mariners. Uh, the Mariners have won each of his last two starts, which were against the Angels and the Chicago White Sox. Uh, he's allowed four earned runs and about 10 and one-third innings pitched uh, in that span. Um, a little susceptible to giving up the long ball. He allowed three hits to the Chicago White Sox in his last start, and two of those went for home runs. Um, and then he gave up one home run um, to the Angels and allowed four hits in that game. But now you're going up against the Yankees offense here in Yankee Stadium. Again, definitely do check the weather in this game, um, you know, with, with temperatures warming up. And, and, you know, we're seeing rain in some parts of the country here and winds blowing in things like that. Domingo Herman in his last start against the Red Sox got absolutely blasted, but he's been pretty good on the, uh, sorry, in Yankee stadium uh, this season. He is two and three, but it does have a 2.92 ERA and six appearances for the New York Yankees. Um, his last three starts at home, he's allowed one earned run each in those three starts against the opposition, which was against the guardians, the Rays and the Boston Red Sox. Um, I'm going to trust Domingo Herman here at home. I think Brian Wu, if he continues to give up the long ball to the um, New York Yankees, that's going to be some trouble for him. Um, so I'm going to go with the reluctantly uh, with the Yankees here. I think it's a cheaper price at minus 125 with Domingo Herman. I think he does bounce back here at home for the New York Yankees. So Yankees money line for me. Yeah, I thought Brian Wu's surviving is the word I've got written next to him. But uh, for how long? Um, Domingo man is much happier at home. But um, we wasn't allowing many. Uh, base runners, like you say, the the um, the long ball is an issue, but um, solos aren't really going to kill you. The Yankees are still light hitting uh, at the moment. We saw that in this uh, Seattle New York game uh, from Tuesday night. So I thought if we could hold it together, I quite like the first five under uh, in this situation. Um, Jacob, give us a handicap on this game, but also um, we've had uh, Casey's asking in the chat. Um, who's going to win the NL Central with you as our new resident Pirates expert. Uh, so give us your pick on this game and then give us a little bit of NL Central stuff as well. Sure. Um, you know, for this game, I actually I like a full game under in this. Uh, you know, I, I too trust in uh, Herman, And, uh, you know, I think that with uh, the way the Yankees have been playing, um, especially at home, um, with their totals, I mean, they're 2-8 and eight to the over in their last 10 games. Um, so it's something to think about here. Um, you know, and like you said, it's not that woo gets you in trouble with base runners and contact. It's the long ball. So, um, you know, that's something that you, you might want to take a look at here. Uh, and then as for the NL central, the, the reds are just, um, you know, they're, they're playing, the, the, they're playing pretty well. I mean, they just took down the Rockies again today. Um, they're 40 and 35. Um, you know, I think we could see, um, you know, honestly, in the NL Central Cardinals are my second team. Um, so I would like to see them turn things around. I think they have the team to do it. Uh, they've been in a slump lately. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, and then the Brewers, I think the Brewers have pitching that can get them there, but their offense needs to get going. So uh, right now, uh, when it comes to uh, NL Central, um, Reds are, you know, they're in first place and they're in first place for a reason. Um, my 201 World Series ticket on the Reds that I only bought on Monday, um, the, the book was offering me a little cash out today. The book was offering me profit uh, to cash out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm moving lines left, right and centre. Yeah, just all <laughs> on my own. Um, Moonaf, um, who, if I give you $50 now for that division, who's it going on? 
Oh man. Um I think I think it has to be the Reds, right? I mean, I don't think the Cardinals I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. I know they're a second half team, but I think they've dug them dug dug themselves in too big of a hole to come back. Pirates have regressed. Cubs are kind of trending along, and there's rumors uh, already circling that maybe maybe Marcus Stroman's on the move. So that leaves you with uh, the Reds or the Brewers. Um, Brewers, I haven't been a fan of, uh, no. just because offensively they just don't get it done. And this Reds team, they're they're playing with house money, and they're having. And they're, if you watch their games, like a lot of people are right now, they're just out there having fun, and you can just uh, feel that energy. So. I know the line's all the way down to three to one now, I believe, for the Reds to win that division. So, wow. yeah, I'm not going to argue against it for them to at least win the division. I don't know about that pennant, though. That's amazing. I'm going to have to have a look through some of my notebooks here for the uh, our preseason. So just some of the notes I made preseason about the Reds, just to see how disparaging I was and how far away we were. Mm. Um, but this is why they play the games. I absolutely love it. Um, okay, uh, eight games uh, done and dusted. Uh, pretty rapid, but it's only half a card. Locks and dog time. Um, we'll let Jacob uh, lead us off. Is that my guess? Do you have a lock and a dog pick for us, Jacob? Sure. I mean, uh, my lock is definitely going to be to still ride that Miami nerfy. Uh, no run in the first inning for them. Um, it is uh, the hottest pick in baseball right now. Uh, and uh, my dog for for this, um, you know, uh, I think maybe uh, I think I might take Philly plus 105. Okay, nice. I see a plus um, ten. Yeah, I was just going to say I'll I'll chip in there because my dog is also uh, Philly, and I've got I'm taking a plus one ten price. Um, so we go double dog. I'm going to back Jacob up on that. My luck. I really like two two pretty straightforward money line plays. First one was the Padres, um, which is the one I have written down at minus one twenty. My second one was Miami. I love this Miami one at minus one two five. Um, but the official one, the one I shall be writing in the spreadsheet tomorrow will be the San Diego Padres at minus 120. Um, and, yeah, that's me. Moonaf, what were your two? Uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay Rays, minus one and a half on the run line with Shane McClanahan on the mound. I mean, he's just been so good at home at uh, in Tampa for the Tampa Bay Rays. And, again, it just feels like this is a game where the Kansas City Royals must just take a day off. And like I mentioned, the – Offensive uh, numbers for the Royals against left-handed pitching has been well below league average thus far this season. So I think that I think it's a very cheap price right now. I think that number is going to definitely be on the move on the overnight market. So if you do have access to DraftKings, I do see it at minus one ten right now and minus one and a half for the Tampa Bay Rays. So I will take them there. Uh, and now I'm with you on the Padres. I'm going to take them uh, on the run line tomorrow, minus one and a half, plus one forty. I think they could get this done by two plus runs. Um, with Blake Snell, he's in great form. I talked about how well he's been uh, pitching against the Giants since he was traded over from the Rays to the Padres, um, and I think that's going to continue here. We talked about how this Giants have the fifth most um, or the fifth highest team uh, strikeout percentage against left-handed pitching. And we, the bats have really turned it around for the Padres. So at plus 140 to get the job done by two plus runs, uh, I'm going to take the Padres. Okay. Fancy pants, Moon. Uh, I'm all for it. Um, well, thanks everyone. Uh, the chat was busy tonight in terms of numbers of people, but everyone was very quiet. Um, I think we probably chatted ourselves out over the last few minutes. We covered so much ground in the uh, comments last night. We were absolutely all over the place. Uh, we zigged and zagged. Um, so I think everyone's just having a quiet 45 minutes tonight, which is okay. Um, Jacob, is there anything you need to tell us about before we let the people go? 
Uh, no, just keep an eye out for uh, my uh, yes or no run in the first inning article at SGPN. They just doubled the amount that I get to do per month, so it's all good things. Um, we got some new stuff coming down the pipeline for the MLS Gambling Podcast with my host, uh, T- Ty Roder. Uh, and yeah, things are uh, really going great. Uh, even in the quote-unquote slow months of sports betting, uh, we still find you winners. So, uh, moving up. Uh, no, nothing else. Uh, I think we covered all the bases. If again, if you haven't already subscribed to the MLB Gambling Podcast uh, YouTube page, here go and do that. Leave us a rating and review as well. And again, if you haven't already uh, checked out Jacob uh, on the MLS Gambling Podcast, if you need some DJ action, if you're not. A soccer better. Uh, if you need something randomly to bet on on a Sunday night, they always have that late Sunday night game. So definitely yep. check out uh, Jacob uh, on the MLS Gambling Podcast. Don't check out Mal on Prim. Whoa, maybe not. It's <laughs> <laughs> harsh. Tell you what, it's, it's not that when he's come on. It's off season for you. It's not that when he's DMing me for on every Saturday morning asking for a little winner, though. Do you know what I'm, I mean? I'm going yeah. for validation. I, I give you the picks, and you tell me yes or no. Bollocks. It's the same when I, I message you on a Sunday night trying to get an NFL get an NFL pick in the middle of December as well, Moon Half. So yeah, it's see our relationship seasonal. It goes one way in the summer, then goes back the other way uh, in the winter. Yeah, um well Moon Half put me on the bench for the show tomorrow. So this is my last appearance before I head off to London. Day off. Oh, I didn't, well, mate. Well, let's not do this here, Moon. <laughs> There's a time and a place. No, I'm only joking, man. I'm just pulling your leg. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm heading off to London Town, so I will try and stay in touch via Discord and Twitter, and I'll try and make a few silly videos and make some picks while I go and enjoy uh, the Cubs the cards on Saturday. Can't tell you how excited I am uh, just to watch a bit of baseball and really just to all the um, all the shenanigans around it to have a great big hot dog and a few beers and and all that sort of thing. Um, let's hope it doesn't get rained out because that would be a disaster. Um, so thanks everyone. Uh, you want me? Bob is going with you. No. Are you mad? No, it's not. Um, there's about a dozen night talks going though. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah, there's a big no, crowd. No. Yeah. So our manager has been down there all week. I think British baseball invited a lot of people who work around the sport in the country to come and help out. So he's on the top crew. So he's been oh, down there all week, and he's sent a load of photos and videos. They've been in the batting cages, so they've been working during the day, but they've found a lot of time. Um, to have fun as well. So the, the stadium looks great, the Olympic Stadium. Um, and Stu's down there having a great time. And yeah, all the night talks will be descended. Um, so yeah, I'm sure beer will be taken on uh, on Friday night before the game on Saturday. Um, thanks everyone in the chat. Um, we really do appreciate it. The numbers were great again. Thank you, Jacob. Hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Uh, and we'll do some more footy stuff before the Premier League season. Uh, cheers, Moonaf. Um, the gang are back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.